Hi, welcome to the Sweaty Palms podcast. Sweaty Palms is a Belgium-based music platform that urges their community to discover and share new music and ideas from which relationships can be built. In our podcast, we'd like to dive into the minds of people we think have a huge influence on their scenes and surroundings, ranging from artists and promoters, passionate diggers, road creatives, and your average Joes. I'm your host, Eunice, an Android-based music producer, graphic designer, and apparently a podcast host. In this first episode, we sit down at our Antwerp home base Onderstroom with Belgian DJ, promoter, label owner, occasional producer, and much more, David Tricot, aka DTM Funk. We talk about his label, Sankofa Rhythm Records, Antwerp Club Legacy, moving to Berlin, racist door policies, playing in Uganda, and a whole lot more. Sit back, relax, and let David's stories guide you through the day. David, hi, how are you doing? Uh, hey, yo. Uh, t- first of all, thanks for inviting me. Um, and I'm good. I'm still happy. I'm still uh, lo- lovely. Yeah, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still being me. It was great. Great to hear that the lockdown didn't get you down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're a very interesting person who has done a lot of different things these last years. Um, ever since I met you up until the point what you're doing now, could you... Um, introduce you could you introduce yourself for the people who don't know you oh it's not easy but i will try uh first of all my name is my real name is david uh my artist name is dtm frank um i'm a dj i'm dj from antwerp i'm uh, a curator i'm just like uh, a human that loves music and love other people and i want to bring people together with my parties with my dj sets and yeah that's Mm -hmm. me that's great. Yeah, I think a lot of people will probably know you from all of your crazy sets, uh, maybe your boiler room that you've done in the past, or um, that one video that when you replaced that, uh, played at Horse a few years ago that went all over the place. Or uh, you could also know David from all of the parties he's given in at Bulls or uh, in all over Antwerp, all over Brussels, even all up to the way in Berlin, uh, where you've lived for a while. Um, it's it's crazy how someone with your energy how everyone in all different scenes all over the world all over europe know the name dtm funk in a way uh be it as a dj or a selector or a promoter uh what do you think is the reason why people are are so attached to what you do is it the energy you bring is it uh the way you just curate whatever you want I don't know, the tea is like, first of all, a lot of people always saying to me, hey, yo, David, you do like a lot of stuff, you are all the time busy with your projects, this, this, and, but for me, I'm like, it doesn't feel that I'm super busy, it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm just doing what I love, uh, and I think I will, will do this all, like all my life, I gotta do this, and it's because I'm, uh, I think like people love me or they accept me because I just do. They they feel that I do it with a with a love mm-hmm. for um, for the passion of my music or something. Yeah, I'm just do, yeah that I everything that I do is just because I w- wanna do it because I love to do it. I wanna maybe I wanna help people. I wanna mm-hmm. being doing like great stuff and not just because like I wanna be 
uh, doing cool stuff. I wanna uh, being uh, I wanna have like so many different kind of friends or something. It's just like I do what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first uh, got introduced to you is when you were doing food juice uh, back in the days. I think it might have been like four or five years ago. Um, me I, I found footwork on the internet through stuff that i uh, was listening to and it was cool to see that someone was pushing that music which was pretty obscure in europe at the time uh in, in antwerp in the city where i live in um and what i had the first time i went to to a food juice party i, I think it was the one with um tracksman uh, tracksman yeah, yeah exactly uh is that you come in and you feel that you're part of a family of something bigger there's just this big warmth that surrounds you and and the way you smile and look at people and i think that's what attracts people in a way yeah yeah indeed and also maybe another thing what i uh, what i think is like why people know me a lot, lot of people know is because like it's maybe weird to say but like in belgium as uh, let me talk about like me as a black person mm-hmm. you you don't have like many uh, black persons in the music scene that do something different than uh, just R&B and hip hop, mm-hmm. and I think like the, the in the, in the be- especially in the beginning when I'm starting to to uh, organize parties. No, maybe before when I going going out, mm-hmm. I was always like maybe with so- few friends like the only black person in yeah. like let me say petrol when we went to uh, heavy dubstep parties to mm-hmm. techno parties and then after a while people they recognize me like oh yeah I saw you on that dubstep party I saw you mm-hmm. on that uh, techno party and that's I think where it all starts where uh, different kind of people saw me and they didn't know that I also like another uh, kind of thing yeah that's interesting because uh, you so you mentioned patrol and i know you've worked there a lot yeah, is, I, is that where your love or your passion for music really grew yeah it's it's kind of starts there because also because not so many people know but i before uh, that i was like in the music scene i played on a high level football mm-hmm. uh, for general bearscots i played together with uh, toby alderweireld and uh, <laughs> <Rajan> Angolan. <laughs> so you could have been one of our red devils if you can yeah <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> i smoked maybe too much then <laughs> fair enough no but um at that uh, time like the most people from my team they went to like uh, you had in Antwerp a uh, big club it's called Nox it's mm-hmm. like with poshy clubs where people buying bottles sometimes when I was 16 I went with them but I, I didn't like it I yeah. then had like another fr- another friend from football and we went always to petrol mm-hmm. and then uh, after I think after two years went like every month once to petrol then I I started to work there because I need money mm-hmm. <laughs> and since then it starts all for me I I saw like every month 10 different kind of uh, artists different kinds of sounds and after every party that I worked there that was like okay tonight Jeff Mills played. I was like, who the fuck is Jeff Mills? Let me check this guy. Oh, Hudson Mohawk play. Who the fuck is this guy? I check it out. And after like one year working, I was interested in so many different kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine as a, a young person who discovered Patrol quite late, I always found it a shame that I didn't get into the early years and like saw Hudson Mohawk. Even though I did see a lot of cool acts there, um, 
it really it was that place that formed a lot of what made Antwerp's music scene so eclectic back in the day and and now as well with everyone who back then was like young and, and going to those parties um putting up clubs or, or um having parties all over the place uh so i guess being a bartender there at that point must have been a really cool experience and just being overloaded with like yeah it was so so cool for me like i remember there was a uh, weekend it starts on a thursday it was uh what's the name uh not dilla but the other uh, mad lip yeah mad lip plates and the next day it was at i think heard somehow of flying wait, wait. I heard some Mohawk, and then on uh, Saturday it was um, I forgot the name, but it was like some crazy uh, electro guy. Mm-hmm. And now if I'm thinking, uh, if I'm gonna think about that weekend, I'm like, wow, this is so crazy that I that that I was there. Yeah, you, that's that's a lineup you'd only see at like a really big festival nowadays. And yeah, if you're lucky that they book all those names, there's no way you'd see it in a club for. 2,000 people yeah. in a shady part of Antwerp three days in a row. It's, yeah. it's impossible now. And I was like, every weekend, seriously, in the beginning when I walked there, like from my 19 to 23, it was like kind of every weekend there was something good. Yeah. Like from dubstep to drum bass to techno to house. It's like sometimes some disco parties. It was before it was a hype yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the hype after the big hype in the 80s at yeah least. of course it's cool it's cool do you remember um I'm, I'm guessing that at patrol you probably experienced your first time that you really got grabbed by like a genre or an artist that made you like what was the moment where you were like i want to be on the stage i don't want to be behind the bar anymore i, I was in love with uh benga yeah. Like he played, uh, I think twice in the year. That that part in um, in uh, in Patrol, yeah. yeah, being the dubstep guy. And every time when I heard uh, the track with Cocky Nights, mm-hmm. like I was always shaking, like wow, this is crazy. And I think maybe this track, from this track, when I heard this track, I was like, okay, I'm gonna search for those fucking crazy tracks, <laughs> like tracks that make my minds open. That I'm like. Every time when I, I was always searching for tricks that I had like the feeling like, what the fuck? So, uh, that's what like got you into like okay, this is, this yeah, is really yeah, yeah, exhilarating. Yeah. Just like the always the moment of when someone played that track, I was always like, whoa, like music is so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a, a chicken skin moment. Yeah, where, yeah. yeah. Um, and b- before you started DJing on yourself, like taking yourself seriously as a DJ, you were mostly throwing parties and, yeah. and later festivals. Um, is it because you were doing that that you transitioned into playing music as well or, or did it just uh, happen it's naturally? It all start like first of all I start I start party uh, organizing parties with my crew back in this uh, Konnichiwa crew mm-hmm. and we uh, started crew uh, because uh, it was like a crew we were with like 
10 guys, I think, or nine guys, and the most of them were like people with uh, over people of color mm -hmm. and we want to do like some parties for our black friends but we don't want to do like hip-hop and r&b parties because at that time the most of our uh, uh black friends or people with color of like of also like some other friends white friends they only went to like the maybe the typical pushy hip-hop r&b parties yeah and we had like something like okay we're gonna bring all niggas <laughs> to like uh, <laughs> other parties you know we're gonna like we want to have like uh, have parties where pe all different kind of people can come together mm -hmm. and it's all starter and i did it for like three three years four years with uh with konnichiwa cool and then uh i had to um uh, I was moving to Berlin. Mm -hmm. I was moving to Berlin because I just wanna have like an other uh, um, way. I just wanna have. I wanna hang with other friends. Just like getting some inspiration in another city and country. And I never had like the thing like okay, I wanna DJ. I was always like I was playing sometimes at my own party, but it was never in my mind. Okay, I, I gonna I gonna uh, I wanna be a DJ or something. But in Berlin, uh, the some guys they booked me like on uh, some uh, trap parties, trap uh, R&B parties, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, what the fuck they booked me here and trap R&B parties? I never played trap or R&B, mm -hmm. and I start to play. I start playing uh, G Funk and Boogie. And after that night came some guy from uh, Melt Festival mm -hmm. in Berlin. Uh, yeah, it's the, uh, the south of Berlin. And he booked me. And after that, I got like so many nice bookings in uh, Berlin. And I was like, oh, I'm a DJ <laughs> after a month. And also like when I came back to Belgium, people, uh, they're like, oh yeah, you played in Berlin. You played in at uh, Melt Festival. You played at Docs Festival of the MS Docs Festival of Docsville Festival in Hamburg also a nice big festival and people uh, give me some respect or something mm -hmm. and since then it starts since then it starts like people book me and it's never stopped <laughs> it's, it's interesting how in these times when everyone's uh, very focused on being like the social media person and like trying to like um, be everywhere to get bookings you were just like oh i got one booking and i'll just play what i like and that just ha accidentally made you into a dj while you weren't there um it's an interesting thing because it doesn't happen that often anymore that no, way no no that's more something you'd hear like early 2000s or like uh, 90s when there's a kid who gets a few records spins a few times yeah. and then like grows into it um so it's a really nice way of, of doing yeah. it and, and for me it was also like more uh I wanna sh just share like good vibes and good music. And first it starts with like organizing parties. And now when I'm playing like a lot, it still feel the same as organizing parties. It's mm -hmm. just, I wanna share uh, good vibes and I wanna try to share like good music, what I think is good music. Yeah. Did, did becoming a DJ change the way you organize parties or did it still keep the same ethos of uh, just being like, I would just wanna put on good music? I still want to push good music mm -hmm. and like in the beginning I like probably know I start with like more like future bass but future bass when it was 
future bass no trap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like more like beat just for, for the beat scene you know yeah. like the Hudson Mohawk the uh, Brain Feeder kind of beats mm-hmm. also like the Dilla kind of beats and then I was into uh, for like long time like Chicago Footwork mm-hmm. I booked at my uh, future bass party is always like most of the time one um, Juke Footwork guy mm-hmm. And then I was like pushing for a long time uh, footworks, but then I I don't know why, but I don't want to push just one thing. I just want to put push good music. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like in a part like oh yeah, I want to just want to push like good nice disco music. I want to mm-hmm. push like African tunes. I want to push like a heavy Detroit electro. I just want to kind of want to teach people and want to learn also from yeah. from other people because there was once uh dj stingway told me like once like a, a good dj is like and a good promoter is like uh it's like a good teacher but a good teacher is like uh, also like a student you know yeah like as a teacher you are also students from your students you know? mm-hmm. yeah that's true and th- i think what you just said about you just want to push good music doesn't matter what genre it is as long as it's good as long as it gets you yeah, dancing yeah. or as long as it gives you a certain feel yeah. and it's not always easy you know because no. you know people they uh want to put people in in housey boxes yeah you want to put people in boxes but i know in the beginning i was always like okay no okay i'm just gonna do like only the the jokey stuff but i was like Fuck you! I just wanna do what I wanna do, yeah. and and I believe that what I, that I the, the thing that I do that I that I'm kind in a kind of way good in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm still learning all the time, you know, because it's life is a life learning process. No, it's true, and that's what I was gonna say is that uh, what really um, f- to me what makes it apparent that what you do is just push good music is what you do now with uh, African Boogie Nights. Um, when I first brought friends to that, like me knowing that you just book whatever you want there and people were like, this is not African Boogie that the people I brought and I was like, no, it's it's not, but it's good music. I was like, yeah, I, I don't get, but... Yeah, huh? that's so funny and I love it because I I start African Boogie Nights uh, just because like for me, African Boogie Night is not a night with only typical African boogie music the, the typical djembe kind yeah, of yeah. music the Sphinx festival the you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. happy music world music no, yeah. African boogie it's like a state of mind African boogie is like uh, m- maybe like you know people in Africa they are like kind of way when they dancing they are super happy you know mm-hmm. and they just uh, wanna have like a good time and that's for me African boogie night it's a night about good uh about a good, having a good time yeah. and also but still like I still um, try to push uh, Af- African boogie uh, music but what I think it's African bo- mm-hmm. boogie music you know because I still if you check the um, the artists that are already booked like the Boca Beat guy Kylie Tatham from uh, from London um, S.I. Williams uh, yes <laughs> a lot of other people mm-hmm. and it's if you talk with them they all got got like some inspiration from uh, African rhythms or something mm-hmm. and that's what I want to try to, to try to bring of what I try to do is like uh, if people come to my party African Boogie Night they they 
I hope they gonna have like a good time and also like to 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 learn and life is not just uh, easy you have to think about everything you know like don't believe if people put African boogie night it's just African bo boogie music you yeah. know it's like make your own uh, mind or something mm -hmm. no true I agree and that's that's why I said it's it's always funny to me when I bring people to your parties there that they're just like huh and then half of them will go home and be like oh I really had a good time I I want to know what that was and the other half was like yeah i i expected african boogie i expected yeah. uh, jimmy music or whatever but that's fine because then people at least had the opportunity to be uh, exposed to something new yeah and i think now sorry after uh two three years that i'm doing right now that most people know like african boogie night is not just african music it's about a good time yeah because i uh, like i know like people in the beginning they came especially for the African music mm -hmm. and then they always yo David why there's no like typical African music and I'm like yo are you gonna say to me what is African music <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but then after a while now they are like they know like on African boogie night I think everyone is kind of dancing mm -hmm. it's not a typical party like a typical end of nightlife party where everyone is so drunk so taking too too much drugs or something no it's just about like having a good dance night and sweating super heavy yeah um you were just saying about that typical antwerp nightlife is just taking drugs being cool looking at the lineup now is, is, is also the feel that i get here a lot um do you like is there a certain place club or or, or time that you really miss here that was like say for you you keep talking about petrol and and how that uh, shaped you as as a, a music lover but is there like a certain place maybe a different one that you're like i really miss what happened there at that point uh, i think i don't miss something but i'm more like okay it's kind of better sometimes but still like i love like back in days going to like i went like i think for two years alone to uh Sjeldapel, mm -hmm. uh to the club of the the place before uh boss mm -hmm. after the next to uh, petrol mm -hmm. and there was like just a place like and every time when I went there, like, I really don't know who, is, who was playing, mm -hmm. which concert it was. But every time I went home, like, wow, this was so crazy. And now, these days, I there are not so many places anymore where, like, that surprised me. Mm -hmm. But it's also, like, because maybe I'm now already for kind of 10 years in the music business, yeah. I've seen. And... It's, I think it's different. I I'm looking now with another perspective to, yeah. to this, you know. And but I, I because I love Antwerp, mm -hmm. but like I, sometimes I hate it also. <laughs> but I think it's like everyone have it in his own city, you know. Yeah. And but still, I sometimes like every year I'm like, okay, I wanna move to another city. I wanna do like my stuff, the organized parties. But I'm but then I'm thinking like, no, Antwerp is my city. Mm -hmm. I wanna do all my stuff here because I love Antwerp. I love the people here. And yeah, it's life learning process, you know. And yeah, definitely. So what you mostly miss then is the the element of surprise is what yeah, you're just missing. a surprise. Also like and because you know me like back in the days i don't know why but back in the days i saw also like more promoters that surprised me you know with the mm -hmm. lineup and now i know it's always like mm, yeah mm -hmm. it's cool super cool super cool lineup but like nobody surprised me with like some something super weird or something you know yeah 
it's like seriously with electronica i don't it's always so bit easy yeah and understand it because you like if you organize parties it's not easy you know you have to kind of way please people but on the other side i think if i start with pleasing myself with friends organizing <laughs> parties and then yeah like then we had like two really good nights and mm-hmm. then the third night was like oh shit we lost all our money from the, yeah, <laughs> from yeah. the last night but i was I mean, we, we love it you know and now these days i don't see so many young kids mm-hmm. try to try to uh try to try to be different or something mm-hmm. they, they they look too much to other people they are like already for a long time in the scene or something mm-hmm. and they don't want to have like your own uh vision of something mm-hmm. No, true. I think um, I can't speak for the young kids, obviously, because I'm, I'm not one of them. But uh, I know from my generation, at least, looking to uh, people a few years older than me, like you and, and a few others uh, who were throwing parties in Petrol or uh, later in PS, uh, Boss, uh, Stockholm S uh, at the time, oh. or even Kafka b- back in Kafka, the days. When it, all was, when it all starts in Kafka. It's all starting Kafka, dude, I, for so many people in I Antwerp. Think <laughs> most people who live in Antwerp started their first party there, even I did. Yeah, uh, indeed, because like it's a typical, uh, how you say it, Yout's, uh, youth, center. youth Center. And but the artists that they had there is like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's like so many crazy artists and all like just guys from 16, 17 organizing parties, losing money. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And now like, I think I was shaking uh, Kafka because I didn't, I didn't, the last time that I went to Kafka is maybe already two years, three years ago, but I checked the uh, calendar of Kafka in the beginning of this year and I was like, whoa, it's not the same as back in the days. Mm-hmm. Back in the days, like people uh, booking guys with like 50 likes living in uh, America. <laughs> 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 yeah. And now they're, they're booking only guys with minimum like 20,000 likes. <laughs> I, th- I think that's also because of social media, right? Back in the days, there we had Facebook, but it wasn't as it is now where everyone was just like, how many likes does he have or, or what does yeah, he do now? So I, I think that influences everything more. I don't know, because when I start to, to, to do parties, it I think it was kind of the start of social media, mm-hmm. but still we... we it was more like we were, we were eight friends and we listening all the time to the same uh, uh, producer, bedroom producer, and we were like, "Wow, this guy is crazy! Mm-hmm. Let's we're gonna book him, you know, because we have friends in Amsterdam. They like them also. Yeah, this guy is super big, and not on the end, he's not big. Nobody knows him. <laughs> <laughs> no, true, true. But th- that was the that was a cool bit. I think it was back when social media was still social media as opposed to like a ranking popularity. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, for me it, it's lost a lot of the social aspect and it's become more about who's more popular who gets more gigs who gets more likes and i think that also influences nightlife and also um just concerts and stuff and the way people book especially older people but i think and that's what young people also see is they see the older people book the big names and then they're like oh we also need to get like a few thousand euros to throw a party whereas like we used to throw parties for 100 euros maybe and then still lose money yeah (laughs) it did no it's 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 cool though because you keep um so you used to uh, do parties with konnichiwa crew and then later with other friends as well um are do, do you still have a lot of people who like influence you directly uh, that you throw parties with or that you uh, hang out with yeah the 
I think it's like I have like so many different kinds of uh, friends. Like not only in the mu not only in the music scene, but just like in my in the daily life. And like I have like uh, people they are like maybe fifty or forty years old. Like I have like f like friends they are like maybe sixteen sixteen year old. And like everyone give me. Uh, something that I can can use or give me some inspiration like yeah. everyone like like some young guys they're like now I'm the coming weeks organizing events with uh, Ison from uh, Soulful Session mm -hmm. and I'm a kind of way we are like so different also what we're doing but I love the way like he's just wanna do something you know we just yeah. wanna uh, push Antwerp and I yeah I got inspiration from so many people like if if I gonna give some examples like I have like good friend Mills Boogie mm -hmm. he was he's maybe also like one of the first guys that's uh, getting me deep in super heavy electro house and techno mm -hmm. I, I think I was like I don't know 20 years, 90 years old, and I went to his place, and yeah, his record collection is so crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was like just talking about Drexia, checking also documentaries, talking about uh, Huen Atkins, mm -hmm. uh, then talking about some uh, like also like um, Roy Ayers, just different kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he give me, yeah, he give me so much knowledge. And I have also like some other friends, you know, and they they all give me like some knowledge, and I'll take from everyone a bit and then make my own personality or something yeah that's interesting and and also because and i think this is uh, a question i really uh like to talk about because um it's it's such a a weird topic but i think for someone who's so into music and, and has such a broad sense i'd really like to know what you think about guilty pleasures and like what do you think is it what, what's a guilty pleasure for you like because there's so much music and like you're talking about like oh um there are all these uh hip-hop and r&b clubs that i didn't like to go to but is there some like what, what's like an artist or a song that you're like ah that's that's such a guilty pleasure uh, i think every r&b track <laughs> every, but for me like because i'm not a hater of uh, about in f f about some music uh, genres or something mm -hmm. for me it's like what i need in music is like something uh, something nice and it can be different kind of stuff it's like a nice groove nice rhythm nice uh, scenes mm -hmm. uh, just nice stupid uh, lyrics or something mm -hmm. and for me guilty pleasures are like tracks that I never gonna play because people ne uh, if I gonna play people would sh uh, look to me like yo what I've been doing or something <laughs> but I'm still like I, I still love it, you know, like yeah. I, yes, a guilty pleasure is like just a trick that I like, yeah, this, it's, you feel yourself guilty when you play it, so yeah. or you feel yourself guilty that people would know that you listen to this track. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why, like, because I know you have a few of those, so I'm interested to know what is an artist or a song that you have on your USB that everyone would be like, no way he has that on his USB. <laughs> like something you'd only pull out like on oh, a yeah, random... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say my name, say my name from Disney Shout. <laughs> yes. And I, I played... I was it last year, two years ago, like on a, it was a, a wedding from some good friend of mine. Okay, listen, I'm not a wedding DJ, but <laughs> it was a good friend of mine hey, hey. in uh, Morocco. 
And there was like all the girls asked, yeah, play some Disney Child. I was like, oh, I'm never gonna play Disney Child. But I was like, okay. I had like, uh, I, I forgot from who, I think from DJ Salt. He got some uh, remix from Say My Name. And I played it. And I played the track like five times in a row. <laughs> and then on the end, I played the original one. And that track just, it's so, yeah, it's so cheesy. And Say My Name, <laughs> Say My Name. It's, I love it. <laughs> Nigga, say my name. Bitch, say my name. Say my name. Nigga, say my name. Say my name. Bitch, say my name. Say my name. Nigga, say my name. Say my name. Bitch, say my name. Say my name. Nigga, say my name. Say my name. Bitch, say my name. Say my name. Nigga, say my name. Bitch, say my name. It's great. No, that's, that's what I meant as well as that tracks can be guilty pleasures, but that doesn't mean they're bad tracks, no, right? No, 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 indeed, um, indeed, indeed. I think with Destiny's Child, we, I can also say yeah. like, I and, love Destiny's Child. I still, but, uh, as back in days, I still played a lot of uh, kind of guilty pleasures, but more like the, the Juke remixes. Yeah. Because you've like a lot of remixes from uh, DJ Rashad, DJ Spin, and they're like just taking some cheesy R&B track and then um, uh, put it in MPC and I mm -hmm. make like a really nice jukey track and like f different kinds of from Jason Derulo, from Kanye West and <laughs> I love to play it back in the days and I still, I think, I still play it, play once in a year like one of these tracks. That's great. Yeah, no, true. I think uh, it's, I mean, no one can fault you for that because it's just it's good music it's music you just want to share music and if the time is right that's fine to do right yeah indeed indeed uh what i also find interesting is because you've um you've done stuff from all the way to uh venues for like 100 people up to festivals of a few thousand people um over these last years and you've booked such a variety on artists that um like when i went to shows that you hosted I usually discovered artists that I didn't know but would blow up a year after or half a year after um, from local artists up to like bigger artists or like you would put artists that have been big for a while and then disappeared and put them back on like a, a good example I think that was recently like a year or two ago was when you started booking DJ Assault again in Antwerp and then <laughs> all of a sudden everyone booked DJ Assault in Belgium uh, why do you think that is? I don't know I think maybe if uh, I think in a kind of way, and that's also a bit what I'd love to do, it's like try to book someone uh, in the early stage or something. Or I think DJ Salt is not okay, he's already like a legend, but you have so many. You have so many um, locals that I, I think I kind of. Um, starting in the beginning of the um, artist's life, like example, um, you have uh, what's the name, the guy from Selection from Wayfalls, uh, Jario Vandal. Yeah. I had like uh, Carista, Alia. Uh, I think I had yeah, 
yeah, DJ Paper also, and I never booked someone like okay, I want to book them as uh, as first, and then yeah. maybe they like I hope they're gonna be super big and mm -hmm. people will know that that I booked them. But I know I just booked them because at that moment I'm like okay, I want to give you a, a, a chance or something, you know? Because I hate kind of people they seem like yeah, I was the first one, you know? Yeah, you have so many. I don't gonna say names here, but like sometimes people come to me like, oh yeah, I just found this girl, or I found this guy, blah blah. And I'm like, come on, I booked them like yeah. back in the days, but I'm not, I never, I, I never gonna say to other people like I was the first one, you know, no. and out of all, I never would say like I made this person, you know, because it's still the artist that that made it, you know, and it's the artist that that did. I give them a chance, okay, but you you as a uh, promoter, you you are not the first one, you know, you are not the the one that um, that give them the chance and you, you you don't make made them big you know it's like it's still the artist that made uh, the, themselves big you know no true exactly it's just uh what what interests me in that is that you have seemingly a very good ear for artists that are onto something interesting um with the way that you've given me chances in the past or the way you've given friends of mine or the people i've met through the things that you've done who then go on to do big things and, and then yeah. like influence other people that is a very interesting thing that is um for me detrimental to the music scene in belgium um and it's cool to see that still happening not only by you but like by people who do stuff in brussels as well and, and stuff like that um but that that community feeling and the way that artists get like a second chance not because you're like oh i'll i'll put you on a big platform and i'll, I'll give your career a uh, life yeah, but just like you just like and also like sometimes because i booked also like maybe artists that i'm maybe i was not a big fan of that artist or something but i'm like okay i feel like on this moment you are not like maybe um on a high level but I, f I see something you know that i'm like okay i know like i'm gonna give you a chance and i think it's make yourself maybe better to to, to have like a, a show or something and i hope you're gonna be, be uh, get being uh, being big, bigger in a few few years or something you know mm -hmm. i just like I, I love to book like artists i'm like okay People would say like, "Why, David? Why are you booking this person?" But I'm like, I see something, you know. Like I remember the first time when I booked Aliyah, and there were like some people. They say like, "Oh, she's not, she's not that good. Maybe you booked her because she's a girl." Like, and I'm like, "Watch out, <laughs> watch out, this girl. Maybe now tonight she can mix, but I still feel something that she gonna." She gonna, um, she gonna she gonna smash she gonna smash you know yeah yeah no exactly and I think uh, you showed people that she is smashing it so that's yeah uh, she's she's killing everyone she's killing me she's killing everyone <laughs> <laughs> no one uh, holds like up a last candle. week or two weeks ago we played at uh, Kios Radio and she was playing tracks and I was like oh come on Alia you are so young and I mean why don't do this she's 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 so great I love her <laughs> that's, yeah that's amazing I think I think probably the first time i saw her play was at one of your uh, parties as well so uh, it's it's cool to see that how how that keeps growing um when you earlier said that you moved to berlin to get like a different perspective and then just like see how they do it in a different city um and and then you came back did did that change the way you operate is there like a certain uh 
collective back there that was like very inspiring for the way that you move now and, and do stuff now or um it doesn't have to be specific but like i'm just wondering if there if there was like something that you were like oh this is cool we could do this in belgium maybe better or, or different no, it's, like, it's a small like on the other way it's more like when i'm uh, moved to berlin i was uh together with i was also in the crew uh we, we boogie crew mm -hmm. And and I was hoping to organize parties with them because they, uh, before I went to Berlin, did like really nice uh, shows, concerts, uh, club nights. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when I lived in Berlin and I saw like the Berlin scene, I was like, yeah, Berlin is maybe bigger. There are like maybe more opportunities, but Antwerp is cool. Antwerp mm -hmm. is, is, is nice. It's like my city and like, like nightlife in Uh, burning is it's not better than Antwerp no it's just it's just different you know mm -hmm. you can't compare it compare it and Antwerp I I I got like some really nice inspiration just because I saw it's different you know and I was like okay in Antwerp it's also possible you know in mm -hmm. Antwerp we, it's just you have to just have to do it like in another way or something but Antwerp is also possible in Antwerp it's also possible to try to do nice things there Yeah, so it's cool that uh, moving to a city like Berlin that is always held as the capital of club culture in Europe um, gave you such a cool perspective on, on our small city and, and the possibilities here. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Like, after all these years, because you've been in the music industry for over 10 years now at, at this point, um, at different levels, what keeps you pushing to do what you do? Because I, I imagine you earlier said that you... I haven't been surprised often anymore here so i'm wondering what what still does keep you pushing what you do is there still so much music that you want to push out that you're just like yes i gotta it's keep doing this or not anymore just about the music it's more about the the the, the groove and the mindset you know that's mm -hmm. what i try when i try to push like also like people if they come to a party like just let let everything go just go to the party have a good night uh, groove all night long and the music it's important but it's like the everything you know like the 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 people people around you also like to try to think a bit about not just if you go out like don't go out and just uh, taking drinks and dancing okay it's it's nice of course but it's more about like it's a social thing you know like yeah. having a good night together uh, dance with people that you probably at daytime and you never would talk maybe with each other but you still have like a good 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 time you know and you can use what you, what's happened at uh, during the night also during the day and that's where people um, don't see they think like night's life is something different no it's like it's same as day life you know it's just at night you know you yeah. still can nightlife is not just like uh having uh just only fun no it's about like learning from each other and having fun together you know yeah huh. that's interesting yeah i i for me as well uh all the all the years that i that i've dj'd in the past um the things that i've i've seen during nightlife have always influenced me during the day as well uh and the relationships that form at night are very special because they're they have a certain way that don't happen if you just uh, meet someone in the park 
if you meet someone at a party or at a concert then there's this connection by the music by the groove um that you don't have if you meet during the day that's that's interesting it's cool that that's the reason why you still keep doing this um which which interests me to know that what is what is a, a point that you realized that um or or a point that you felt that groove and 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 the rhythm what what dj said that you have done or like a festival that you've been to or a party that you've been to really captured that what you try to do now that that wasn't something you yourself did it's more like how i how i am it's like i like i told before i have like so many different kind of friends from Mm -hmm. different kind of subculture and i learn just like you can learn from everyone you know you can learn from everyone you can learn so many things and that's for me the the reason why i'm still uh of that give me energy to still pushing like uh the stuff that i'm doing you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's true but but can't even if 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 that is the case um which is a good thing is there is there another place that's more what i mean is there another place or or moment that you can think that really did that well what you're trying to do with um the way you you put your parties together the way you try to bring people together is there another place that you've been to maybe yeah maybe last year last year uh i played at the festival in uganda festival mm-hmm. and it was so cool first of all the, it was nice because it's it is in uganda it's the um, i'm born in rwanda and playing for the first time in africa mm-hmm. next to the where i where, where i born and it was just a festival i didn't know when i went there. i was like okay what can i expect i don't know yeah. and that festival ooh, it was so crazy you saw so different kind of people the also like the music was not like people most people they talk like, okay i'm um, david go to uh dtm go to uh uganda to nengeninga festival he's playing there uh he's probably just like african music mm-hmm. the typical the gym baby music and it was fucking crazy there was like a stage just like um singele it's i, I will call it african hardcore music 200 bpm just people jumping all the time um i saw so many different kind of music genres that are like most people they will hurt and they will never say okay it's from africa you know yeah. and it's yeah i there that festival i i learned so much just um i was just watching watching people watching bands uh live shows uh dj sets um talking with a lot of people and i know it's make myself as an artist better or something yeah. i learned so much that i used uh that, yeah i used so many things that i learned um from there Listen, yeah cool yeah Ningeninge is a uh, quite the interesting festival um coming out of africa uh you've told me numerous stories and also i've seen so many videos or or um boiler room sets yeah. of, of and also like the big stage was so cool the big stage was so big but nobody was in the big stage like for five days so cool is this festival like artists they don't give a fuck about big stage they just dancing 
all day long <laughs> sick yeah that's that's amazing because that when have you never seen a crowded backstage yeah because like here in festivals you see all the cool artists talking with other cool artists yeah what's up oh yeah where are you from oh yeah from the uk oh yeah oh i'm doing a uh, uh a podcast uh, soon can you join us <laughs> you know like the yeah. typical backstage stories with other cool artists no i don't like it i just want to hang with like the normal humans <laughs> yeah that's that's cool you don't give a fuck about coolness <laughs> i mean it's cool that a festival like that in a place like africa where a lot of people wouldn't expect such a festival to take place uh that people just go there and just be like yeah fuck the backstage we'll, yeah. we'll hang out here that's really cool um so a lot of people may might not notice yet they probably do but i think a lot of people know you mostly as a dj and, and a curator um but you also run a label now uh since uh half a year uh yeah since last year in the december yeah last year in december uh called sankofa rhythm yeah. uh, recordings yeah San sankofa rhythm records, ah, records. <laughs> skr 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 <laughs> <laughs> um could you tell us more about that because i'm uh inter like the artists that you signed like susobrino and and um soft focus are very interesting but not club focused music no so i'm curious I, to hear why you chose I to sign that thinking to start a label for like maybe a year or something and i was all the time like okay yeah but everyone is starting a label it's such so cool if you're gonna start a label blah 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 but i was like i just gonna push music that i like to do and i'm pure like commercial wise i was like okay uh, I don't gonna uh, release in the beginning like club music because there are so many club um, sorry there are like so many uh, club music on the world wide web and I was like okay no I don't gonna push uh, club music I wanna go back to the basic mm -hmm. and it's like just listen to music just uh, grooving on the, 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 the sounds and that's the reason why I'm uh, now releasing more like down tempo tricks just because like people they have to lis listen to it you know yeah. you can't you, you 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 can't if you listen if you uh, shake the tracks you can just listen like for four seconds it's like four seconds or it's like the whole track yeah i think that's what i want to do like if people uh, uh push on the internet on the on the track or they're gonna uh switch after four seconds or they just gonna they just go gonna shake on the whole track yeah the people that i and also i want to assign people that that i feel like you got it you know mm -hmm. you got something that people have to listen to it yeah that is interesting and i can really tell by the way um by the people you sign or, or the music that they uh, release like the first release by Susabrino the, the acoustic one is really something you have to sit down in your cozy space uh, preferably put on the record and then just listen to it and like get the emotion in it's not something that you are gonna put on uh, at like a pre-party or something and that yeah. is cool and I think that's also um, a good counter movement to exactly what you're saying people going on the internet checking for like what music can i dj and then like skipping through the track skipping the intro and then being like ah this is the the club part cool yeah. i'll put it on my usb yeah it's, it's cool that you've made a label that focuses on that which is also something unique in this time where music is very um consumer based and and like music usually only has a shelf life of like a month a, a track is cool for a month and then everyone forgets about it and moves on to the next thing and 
choosing to take music that is the opposite of that very yeah. slow and, and also like I'm maybe, it's, maybe it's a bit arrogant but like I wanna release uh, music that like people in 20 years they're gonna buy records from Sankofi I'm like oh yeah this is still cool you know mm. that it's like that that's that I wanna release sound that like it can be nice now in five years in ten years it's just a nice sound you know not yeah. like the typical uh, 2020 sound or something it's not a hype it's not yeah, yeah because I don't wanna do it for the hype I just wanna do it because I think like this artist needs a platform and I think it's good music tell um it's it's great i think you've really captured that vibe um the, the entire thing you did around the first release uh with the way you did the release shows and stuff um like when you did it in the studio and you had the nice cozy um living room vibe for the concert or when you did the living room concert at your home that is a really cool diy type of way of, yeah. of running a label but it feels it feels like a family thing which is something that is hard to capture in times when everything moves so fast yeah indeed because it's also like i don't wanna uh i don't wanna be like the biggest guy you know i just wanna be like i just wanna do like nice stuff you know and also with my parties like i see people that start to organize parties kind of the same time as me and now they're doing parties for a thousand people all the time yeah. all the time but for me it's like i don't want that i just want to have like intimate intimate vibe and you can survive also just if, if i'm gonna talk money wise you can also survive with, with with that kind of stuff you know you don't need to think first of all commercial of wanna do big stuff for uh buying your uh, bread and water you know you yeah. still can do like nice small stuff more yeah you can say it's for the community but it's just i just want to do it forever you know and yeah yeah i think the, the interesting thing there is as well because of uh corona and, and everything going on people had to take a step back and evaluate how to do shows now and you, you see a lot of smaller 30 people concerts happening because of necessity because it's it's not safe to do big yeah, things yeah that's nice and i hope people gonna start seriously people the dance all night all night line they i hope they're gonna start to listen to music more mm -hmm. and like i'm with listening i mean like listen to music you yeah. know try to get a groove you know don't be super purist about everything but just listen try to go let the let the music uh go in your soul in your body you know and not just like bouncing a bit and like oh yeah it's cool no 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 listen to this music mm -hmm. and i hope people gonna do it back you know you see it like now everyone do like kind of listening sessions concerts yeah. and i hope people will listen back to the to the music i think it will i think this uh from what i've heard uh from people who are either artists or just casual listeners i've heard more people 
taking the time to like slow everything down as well as their listening habits more people have been buying vinyl and and going through your collection reorganizing and like, oh i have this and like listening to that uh so i think and i also hope that happens it will happen more in concerts and nightlife as well listening sessions but also just like having that vibe uh aside from just the listening having the vibe on the dance floor be that as well of people loving the music for more than just being like this is a banger yeah, yeah indeed, indeed indeed and not just go for the hype or something just uh just do it because you really like it you know because it's the same like um you know like when you start to dj and you got like a name you've you've always people around you they're like talking with you just because you are dt and frank you know yeah. not because fucking i'm david you know and, and i know that and i and like i still like them you know i'm st- and i'm still like uh like uh, being cool with them you know but in my head i know you know yeah. because you see then after a while you are not that cool <laughs> they, 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 they were away you know yeah. and that, that's like um i never want to want to be that kind of guy also you know just uh, you just have to if you love something you have to love it with from from your soul you know and with music with djs with friends like just love it from the soul you know not because like oh it's cool it's a hype you know because the hype is just for it just for like a few months and it's over you know yeah true it's and great. everyone gets hypes, you know. Like it's everyone normal. You know, it's it's normal. It's just like the how you say prickles. Uh... Yeah. Um, well, I'm blanking out on that as well. But I know <laughs> what you mean. It's it's the it's the feel. It's it's what um, happens around you, and yeah. then you get yeah excited about excited, it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's true. Uh, it's good to hear that you're such a guy with such a, a loving heart and 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 really care about the music and the people that you push and and. Um, you can really tell by what you do in your label, in your sets, in your radio shows, in your parties, uh, that you're just someone who loves the community. And that is a, a great thing, which I'm happy to see more of uh, with the guys from Sooty Palms as well. Giving us the opportunity to have this talk yeah, is, is very, it's very nice. Um, but what I also know that you love, and, and that's maybe a question that I want to end with, because we've been having a really great chat, but all good things need to come to an end is uh, I, I know that you love food and oh yeah <laughs> so we could also talk for hours about that but what i'm interested food to and hear beer. is food and beer <laughs> La um what i'm interested to hear is your taste in music or like you don't have to say what your favorite genre is or your favorite artist but your taste in music if you had to compare it with a dish what would it be It can be a five course dish if you want. It can be like a starter, a, a main, dessert, anything. Oh my! F- I don't know. Sometimes I just love something uh, dry and tight, mm. like just like a heavy four four beats, mm-hmm. like a juke heavy dry food food beats. And sometimes I love to cook like just like. Super simple stuff like scampi with bread, <laughs> scampi <laughs> bread. <laughs> that, that's all. And also like, but on the other side, I love to cook also like some tagine. Mm-hmm. And tagine is re- the way how I make my tagine is super chaotic. Yeah, yeah. And that's also like sometimes like the music that I love is sometimes also like you can't follow. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can't follow the rhythms. Like if I play like some uh african percussions you can't flow and if you eat my tagine it's also like sometimes like 
what is this? Is this potato? No, no, it's something else. Oh, oh, yeah, but this uh, beans? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, believe me, uh, David's stations are legendary. I've had the pleasure of eating them a few times. And uh, also, also like, like the way how I cook, uh, my coke, <laughs> the way how I cook, it's also like sometimes the way how I'm playing, you know, like just starting and I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? <laughs> no, okay, I'm going to put this. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to play this. Oh, no, I'm going to put the beans of yeah maybe sugar yeah <laughs> maybe sugar it's interesting during the lockdown i read uh, a book by Questlove called creative quest where he talks about the creative process between different people and he talks about um studying chefs for a while and how they prepare dishes and he was talking about going to um, a restaurant in japan for his birthday where it was this sushi chef who prepared meals and it felt like the meals were a dj set like the way um the starter the, the the side dish the main and the dessert all interacted really felt like a well-rounded two three hour dj set and what i what i found is that people who uh, like cooking and, and like music their tastes align very well and now that you're like yeah, oh in, my, in, my tajin is very chaotic and so are my dj sets sometimes it's true and it, 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 it's true because i think i'm i'm not like when i'm cooking i'm not a chef chef that i just let's make some uh patai or something you know yeah <laughs> like if i'm gonna make that patai it's gonna be so different and mm -hmm. it's the same with me like if people book me like let me say for disco sets i'm gonna play disco but it's different <laughs> yeah it's great it's great and that's yeah that's 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 true um, okay i never talk <laughs> I asked the good questions. <laughs> no, David, uh, thank you very much for this talk. It's been very inspiring and very interesting to see your look on um, Antwerp or the music scene as a whole. Um, you can, if, if um, yeah, we're, we're happy to have had you here and uh, we wish you luck with your future projects. We'll definitely keep an eye out on them. Is there anything else you'd like to say rounding up this conversation? Um, just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. Like if you feel something, just do it. You know, and it's about everything. And first of all, like first of all, believe yourself. Fucking love yourself, and then fucking then you can fucking love other people. You know, and then you can learn from other people. You know, yeah. because if you don't love yourself, then you you can't learn from other people. You know, you can't learn from other people. You have to fucking love yourself true that's and not, it's not easy you know because no. i hate myself like every eight hours maybe but then i'm like okay yeah again i love myself you know but yeah that's what i'm want to say and really thank you for having this uh conversation and yeah no problem Full support <laughs> thank you very much thank you very much um i want to thank Matthijs and Lars or DJ Peugeot and Connor from Sweaty Palms for hosting this talk and uh, we'll be back with more interesting guests in the future but um, thank you DTM Funk thank you for listening and see you soon yeah